This podcast is intended for adult audiences. Over the age of 18, it contains adult language and situations. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to us, and not of any employer, organization, committee, or other group or individuals. This podcast is not intended to be taken as professional advice. Welcome to the Swing Nation Podcast, a podcast by swingers for swingers, where we look to educate others and push back on the negative stigmas and misconceptions associated with our lifestyle. Come with us and share our pineapple journey as we travel the globe, interview the experts, learn and grow together. Join the nation. So Lacey, people are asking, how do they get to go to a party or an event with us? They check out swingersociety.net. You create a profile, you sign up for an event, and you come hang out with us. It's super easy. That's right. If you want to party with us and the other faces and names that you know from social media and TikTok, head on over to swingersociety.net. Can't wait to see you there. Lacey, we get approached by couples all the time, and they want to know, like, where can they learn the 101s of non-monogamy? Yeah, I totally get it. You want to get in the lifestyle, but you just don't know where to start. We recommend Sex by Sue's class on non-monogamy. She really helps couples learn how to communicate and do the lifestyle the correct way. Yeah, I think this lifestyle, you know, it's crucial not to, to step on the landmines that a lot of us do. You yeah. Know, and you kind of learn the hard way, you know. So having a class that you can take online, you know, in the privacy of your own home and kind of learn the ins and outs, learn, you know, how to approach the lifestyle, how to communicate with your partner about it. Um, you know, I think it's something worth taking and uh, we highly recommend it. Yeah. So click below in the show notes. You'll find this link for that course. Check it out, guys. Bye. Bye. Hey there, pineapple people, and welcome to the Swing Nation podcast. We are your host, Northern Guy. And Southern Girl. In uh, today's podcast, we are talking to a, um, I guess, a, a Shameless Care, the president of Shameless Care, which is a brand new, um, I guess, product on the marketplace would be the way to say it. And it's a telehealth uh, company that specializes in healthcare uh, for the lifestyle. That's um, really awesome. Yeah, it's super exciting. So, Robert, we appreciate you joining us. Um, Thank you. Sitting My down pleasure. And, and talking about this. Uh, we, you know, I, we've talked a little bit about this before we, we started recording, but we, you know, we're on TikTok, we're, we're out there on social media. We do a lot of TikTok lives and stuff like that. And, you know, STDs, STIs that, you know, healthcare concerns. Number one question. It's one of the number <laughs> one questions we get. And yeah. I, I think, you know, it kind of feels like they come after us on it because I think, you know, the stigma of swingers are, you know, they're just out there having unprotected sex and, and kind of spreading STDs everywhere. Uh, and I think the opposite is true, but I, I'm excited to sit down and talk to you and get into some of the details of that. Yeah, very excited. So I think uh, the, the way to start is why don't you just go ahead and tell us a little bit about you, um, kind of how you got into the lifestyle um, and kind of what, what got you interested in, in telehealth and, and lifestyle health. Okay. Well, uh, my wife and I have been in the lifestyle for probably about 15 years or so, all, all said. And, you know, one of the things that I think anybody recognizes when they get into it is just how great the people are in the lifestyle. You 
you quickly realize that it's not necessarily about the sex, but more about the friendships and great people. And you go to a club or a party and you see judges and teachers and police officers and all the people that make the world go round on a day-to-day basis are there just, just turning loose and having fun and madly in love with their husband or their wife or their girlfriend or whoever. It's just a great group of people. And, and it's, it's difficult not to want to help that population once you've been in it in a while. And I'm assuming that's why people get into podcasting and TikTok and things like that as well as, as you get into it and you realize, I don't think people realize what these people are all about and you, and you tend to want to spread that message and, and help people. And so we found ourselves doing that after a while. We really loved our local clubs and things like that here in Chicago. And, you know, we went to hedonism a few times and places like, um, you know, I won't name anybody by name, but, but big nationwide lifestyle conventions and, and really had a great time. But one of the things we noticed, particularly here in the Chicago area was, we would look around the club or so, and we were in our late twenties at the time. And most people would be in their fifties or so, which is, which is awesome. And that didn't really bother us. We were having an amazing time, but we would see younger people come into, come into a club, kind of look around. Of course, they're already scared and, and notice that not a lot of people look like them. And many of them would just turn right around and leave. And we thought that was really unfortunate. And at the time I was working in public health. And I know that in public health, just because something is open to everyone doesn't mean that everyone feels comfortable necessarily. And if you want an underrepresented group of people to come to something and feel welcome, sometimes you have to do something just for them to kind of get their feet wet or make them feel comfortable. And so we founded a a club in the Chicago area that's called Young Couples Party. We don't own any property. We rent different clubs and, you know, swinger clubs, and we do hotel takeovers and things like that. We have about 40 live events per year. And, um, you know, our goal all along and still is, was to get younger people comfortable with the idea of lifestyle parties where they know they'll be surrounded by people that are more or less their peers. And then what's really cool is we see those same people then at all the other clubs and parties, you know, around the area. So we're really proud of that work that we've done to help normalize this for, you know, younger people and and that sort of thing. And so, you know, that's, that's what we've been doing for about seven years now or so in the Chicago area. And it's one of the things that we've done to, you know, really try to help the lifestyle. So that's kind of where we are in, in this, in this journey. Yeah. So, so 20 in your twenties, that's pretty, that is a younger age to enter into the lifestyle. How did that conversation happen with you and your wife? Like how, what, what was the, the, the thing that made you check it out or want to look into that? Or like, did you even know what swingers were? Like, how did you stumble into that? My goodness. Well, I think like a lot, you know, <laughs> we get asked this question <laughs> a lot. This is a question that always seems to come up on dates. And I feel like everyone has a better answer than me. Um, I think it's just a lot of pillow talk and um, asking questions. Neither one of us had a lot of experience when we got married. Certainly, we got married fairly young and, um, you know, just pillow talk. What are you into? What are your fantasies? That sort of thing. And and one thing leads to one thing leads to another. So 
there was no, you know, breakthrough moment or, or Eureka or something like that. Like I think a lot of people do. I sometimes wonder if I shouldn't just make one up because it makes, <laughs> it makes for a better story. <laughs> no, I like that story because we get so many people that ask us how to bring it up to their spouse. And I think you just gave a very valid answer that a lot of times pillow talk and stuff like that can be the perfect place to talk about things like this. And I love that you talked about your fantasies and things that you would love to do. So I think that's awesome. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to know if the lifestyle makes people better communicators or if better communicators make their way into the lifestyle. It's really hard to tell probably a little of both, but I think you're right. If you're not, if you're not comfortable having pillow talk and talking about fantasies and things like that with your partner, then how in the world are you ever going to come up? Is the, is the topic of swinging ever going to come up? And we've gotten that question, particularly from men a lot of times, which is, you know, how do you, how do you convince your partner to do this? And that's just a conversation I don't like to engage in at all. Same. I hate that. Convince. I hate when people say that. When, how can I convince my spouse? You can't convince anyone. <laughs> you're standing on the wrong foot if that's the, the method you're, you know, the way you're engaging to start with. Yeah. So, okay. So then, you know, you and your wife get into it. And then, so you start this younger swinger group club because you're looking for more people your age. Is that kind of what, what led that to to start? Or you just, just, you, you saw a need. And, and so you started that. Yeah, we saw, we saw a need. I mean, if you look at, at Cook County, Illinois has twice as many people in their twenties and thirties as in their forties and fifties. So if, if everyone felt comfortable going to a club or party, then at any club or party, there would be twice as many people in their 20s or 30s as in their 40s or 50s. But that wasn't anywhere close to true. And and that just told me that younger people either didn't know about the events or they weren't comfortable in the events. And so we addressed, we tried to address that and we did address it, I think, although not, not entirely, we're working very hard on it with young couples party. And, you know, people often say, um, especially some friends of ours that are that are over the the age line of YCP, um, they they sometimes get upset about that. And I say, look, YCP is not about me, and it's not about you. If you're if you're 48 years old or 58 years old, and and you go to your local club, and there's an awful lot of people about your age, then you don't need YCP. Why in the world? I mean, I'm I'm 42 now, um, so I'm right on the upper end of it, but I'm not really. I'm into the lifestyle in terms of helping the lifestyle. I'm not really a swinger anymore. Um, just, I just, uh, just not like, I don't, <laughs> I want you're the host and that's kind of your responsibility. It, it kind of takes some of the fun out of it a little bit, <laughs> but, but that's okay. Different roles in life. Um, but you know, it's not, it's not about me. It's about that newly married 23 year old couple who would have nowhere else to go and would be, would be scared to death to go into a club with people their father's age. And, and that's really what it's about. Yeah. No, that's interesting. And we've seen a couple different groups that have, have kicked off uh, around the country that are, you know, focused more for younger people, which, you know, is to your point, if there are younger couples that are uncomfortable in a group of, you know, with older couples, then it, it makes sense to have uh, groups tailored to that, that age bracket. It's no, no different than if you went to a normal club and it was, if it was all people outside of your age range, you would go find a different club to go to probably. Yeah, exactly. So what got you interested in specifically in like lifestyle healthcare? Um, how did you, what, you know, what transition, what happened in your life to kind of get you pointed in that direction? Well, one of the things with the club is we're, we're constantly trying to help people. And 
Of course, STDs are one of the questions that we get all the time, and I'm sure that you two do as well. And, (laughs) you know, there, there are about 12 million people in the Chicagoland metro area, and estimates vary. But there's several pieces of data out there that suggest that about 5% of the population is some form of consensual non-monogamy. And so 5% of 12 million people would be 600,000 people. So let's say for a minute that that number is completely off and it's only 2.5% of the population would ever consider going into a swinger club. Well, that's still 300,000 people. And, and, but I, I can go into any of our local clubs and there's five or six in the Chicago area. And I feel like I know 25, 30, 40% of the people there. And so it can't be more than just a few thousand people, maybe 5,000 people in total out of the whole metro area that go to clubs. So club owners sometimes think that they're competing with each other. I dismiss that entirely. I feel like there is a huge population of people that are somewhat interested, but would just never go. And I'm convinced that one of the reasons why they would just never go is they have a very strong fear of STDs. And so I've always looked for resources and things like that to help people with that, educational materials, um, testing centers, all of that sort of thing. And along that line, we had an affiliate relationship with a company. I'm not going to name them here, but that was kind of my go-to. Like if you're if you're nervous to go to your doctor, um, and a lot of people live in small towns and things like that, or whatever, their doctors, their parents' doctor, or, you know, whatever, um, and, and they're afraid to do that, then here's this online company that you can go to. But I had a very interesting thing happen to me a couple of years ago, which was I had a partner of mine text me and say, I think, well, she didn't say I think, she said, I know you gave me gonorrhea and I gave it to my husband. And I thought, no, I I had just been, since I had had sex with her, I had been tested for quote unquote, the works, right? The complete, the complete STD panel, the everything, you know, all the whole bag of worms, spare no expense, that sort of thing. And I told her about that. And she said, well, were you throat swab tested? And I had never even heard of throat swab testing. And so I went to the, to a new doctor and was throat swab tested. And sure enough, I had gonorrhea. I was an asymptomatic carrier of oral gonorrhea. I tested negative genitally, which is a urine collection. But once I had been throat swab tested, I, I tested positive. And that was the first time in something like 12 years I had ever been throat swab tested. And I had gotten a complete STD panel every six months for all of those years, no symptoms or anything like that. That's just something that I did to try to be a careful, you know, considerate human being, which is probably what most of your listeners do as well. They're probably regularly tested. I did not know about this throat swab testing and it really dramatically changed my life. I became obsessed with trying to find better resources for our club members and you know, other swingers, I just couldn't find anything. There are companies online that sell throat swabs, but then the rest of their testing is sort of nonsensical. Of course, most companies try to test these, try to package these tests together in a way that makes sense from their investor's point of view, but potentially not, doesn't make sense from the actual patient's point of view. And then I I started polling our club members and I found out that 
93% of them during their last STD exam, sometimes they would get that at Planned Parenthood or their physician or some online. Just, I didn't, I didn't differentiate that. Just wherever you got your last quote unquote complete STD panel, were you throat swab tested? And 93% of them had never been. And then I started thinking about, okay, how do swingers have sex? Well, you two know as well as I do that people have an almost religious zeal for using condoms for penetrative penis and vagina or penis and, and anus sex. But I, I have never once in my life seen a dental dam. Neither have I. And I get that question all the time from people that are new to the lifestyle and like, I wouldn't say overthinking, but really trying to be safe. I get that question a lot. Yeah. So I'm not casting any judgment. Um, I once heard someone say that you could make a pizza so cheap that no one would eat it. And I think you can say the same thing about sex. You can make sex so safe that what is the point in even having it? It's not fun anymore. And I think most swingers have drawn that line at we're going to have unprotected oral sex and we're going to have protected uh, penetrative sex. But, and that's fine. And I'm not casting any judgment. I think that's, I think that's awesome. But, you know, then what are we most susceptible to? If you stop and think about it, we're most susceptible to those oral bacterial infections like gonorrhea and chlamydia um, and, and, you know, to a much smaller extent, syphilis. That, according to the information I've procured and the, just the people that I've talked to anecdotally, most of us have never been tested for <laughs> in our life. And, that was just such a profound problem to me that, you know, I, I tried not to fix it myself. I, I, like I said, I spent a couple of years looking for other resources and companies. I even went back to that original affiliate company that we were working with and asked them to add a throat swab. They wouldn't do it. I, I offered to have them do away with our affiliate commission to, to make up the price for that. And they still didn't want to do that. And, and finally, I, I think it was Popeye who said, I've, 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 I've stands all I can stands. I can stands no more. And, um, and here we are. I decided to, um, to form a company to, you know, to address this specific issue. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, we talked about this a little bit before when we had our conversation, but th there's a little bit of a misconception, like people are deathly afraid of STDs and STIs. And I think it's, you know, we, we talked about this before because of the, the AIDS pandemic and everybody assumes, okay, you catch an STD, you're going to die. Right. And so I think that's kind of a lot of people look at, you know, you know, when you're talking about engaging in sex and, and kind of taking a calculated risk, you know, some of these diseases are pretty easily treatable if you can know you have it. Right. Is that. Yes. Well, we live in a, in a pretty, a pretty, nice age, to be honest with you. It really is probably more like the 1970s where, um, you know, anything that you could catch is either curable or treatable, you know, even HIV. I don't think any of us want to contract HIV, certainly, but we do live in an age where it is for most people very controllable with, you know, drug therapy. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, what I had was, was, was gonorrhea one shot, uh, I don't want to do a force gump, but shot in the buttocks. And, um, you know, a week later I was completely fine and I, I didn't feel any shame about it at all. And it certainly wasn't painful. I was completely asymptomatic. I, I felt bad that I had given it to two other people and caused them some angst, but, um, you know, lesson learned for all of us to be throat swab tested and, and stay on top of it. But yeah, most of these things are, are only harmful if, 
you know, someone had them for a very long time without, without knowing about them. And, and that's one of the things about Shameless Care, the company that we founded is I don't think anybody else is selling STD tests from a shame-free standpoint, right? I mean, people should be careful. God knows swingers are careful. We're probably tested more as a population than, than any other population because it's our friends that we have sex with, people that we know and, and care for. And this might sound weird to people outside of the lifestyle, but a lot of us know each other's kids and go to their baseball. Like we're friends, we're legitimately friends. Yeah. And so you don't, yeah. you don't want to hurt your friends. You, you want to, you want to do the right thing. And so um, people in the lifestyle get tested a lot, but no, I don't think there's any other company that is selling STD tests from the standpoint of you should know your, you should know your status. And if you have something, you should be, you should be treated for it. But this is, this is not something that you should overly, <laughs> you know, worry about. We're sex positive at the core. Yeah, no. And I think that's, that's the key to this, right? And it's, it's a, it's a, I, I like the shameless care thing, right? And, and cause I think, you know, a big problem with STDs and STIs and, and all that is people are afraid to even, you know, get tested because they don't even want to go to their doctor and admit that they've had unprotected sex. And, you know, and God forbid, if they actually caught something, they don't want anybody to know that or talk to or tell anybody that. And it's like, and that you're almost giving more power, like you're, you're letting the disease spread more because you're too ashamed to, to face it and, and get, you know, treated it the way it should be treated. So the idea that if you're a sex positive community, you know, these diseases are out there and they exist. And if you happen to contract one, it's, you know, just deal with it and, and don't be ashamed of it. Uh, and, and do, you know, take care of your friends, especially in this community and, and get the tests and, and let people know if, if you do have a positive test and, and it shouldn't be, something you're afraid to talk about or have a conversation about with people. Absolutely. And something else that I discovered whenever I started talking to club members and things like that is, you know, when somebody goes to their doctor and, and asks for a complete STD panel, the works, I, I hear the term, the works a lot, um, that it's entirely up to that position, what they order. And I just read an article the other day that said that the average MD in their four years of medical school receives between four to six hours of education on sexual health. And I believe that when you consider a couple of things, one is they're expected to be experts on everything to do with human behavior, activity, health, systems, physiology, all of that kind of stuff. So they're just not going to know a lot about the nuances of all of the STDs and, and sexual behavior. But I looked at some of these panels and, you know, a lot of them are just forgetting about the throat swab for a second. Some of them are just missing some pretty key components. And I, and I begin to see a complete lack of consistency in what is considered a complete STD test so much so that, you know, let's say that two people meet in the pool at Hedonism Resort and and it's there's some flirty tension and that sort of thing. It's a beautiful sunny day. They're having an awesome time and they both bring up STD testing. One person may say, I just had a complete STD panel last week before my trip and I'm you know clean. I, I don't personally like the term clean, but that's a term that a lot of people in the lifestyle use. And the other person may say, oh, you're so responsible. I just three weeks ago, I, I also had a complete STD panel and was clean. And those two people think that they both know each other's statuses. But I have seen such a lack of consistency in what positions order 
that they may not have even been tested for any of the same infections or diseases. It's that inconsistent sometimes. Yeah. No, I think that's that's key to note, like you're, you're saying. And, and I think also, you know, when you go to your local doctor and you're a married couple and you tell them you need an STD test, I think that confuses them. And then maybe, you know, like they do it because you ask them, but they're, they don't necessarily understand why, you know, and you don't necessarily want to tell them why. So, there, you know, there's probably something there that's not necessarily clicking as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there there is everybody has biases, including including, you know, medical professionals. There's no doubt about that. And um, uh, yeah, and it, it's no wonder sometimes that people do not want to have that conversation with their family physician, especially if they've had a relationship with that physician for a number of years. Yeah. All right. So I think at this point, what we'll do is we'll take a little break from our sponsors and, and hear from them, and then we'll come back. And I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, ED um, and specifically uh, performance anxiety when it comes to the lifestyle. Uh, and then I want to get in a little bit more detail about your website and how people can find it and use it. Um, and then, you know, any other questions that come up along the way. So we'll be right back. The Swing Nation podcast is proud to announce an official partnership with SDC.com. SDC stands for Seek, Discover, Connect. And with over 3 million members in over 50 countries, it's the world's largest lifestyle community and a great place to link up with open-minded couples, singles, and kinksters from around the globe. Whether you're just starting your lifestyle journey or you're an old pro, SDC has something to offer you. With chat rooms, live cams, groups, and blogs, there's always naughty fun to be found. SDC.com also has expert advice, professional articles, and entertaining content to enhance your erotic lifestyle journey. With information about parties, events, clubs, and businesses, SDC is so much more than just a hookup site for swingers. It's truly an epicenter that can keep you plugged into the pulse of the lifestyle community in your area. We personally love the website's ease of use and amazing customer support. They have supported us in our podcast and giving generous donations to our charity fundraising efforts. So if you're looking to connect with like-minded people, click the link in our show notes and sign up for SDC using our affiliate link and receive a full access for 14 days completely free. Make sure you join the Swing Nation SDC group and send us a message. We here at the Swing Nation podcast are proud to partner with Promescent. Listen, guys, we've all been there. You're having a hot night with a hot chick, maybe a few hot chicks, but you need to kind of delay the time before you pull that trigger. That's where Promescent comes in. They have this awesome product called the Delay Spray. You literally spray it on, and it delays the time that you orgasm so you can make sure that your partner is well taken care of. And as swingers, we're all about making sure our partners are well taken care of, and Promescent Delay Spray is the perfect product for that. Click the link in the show notes below to get yours today. All right. Welcome back, guys. Um, so the next question I, I had for you, Robert, and this is, I think, another question we get asked a lot about, and, it, it, you know, it, it, I guess it is directly with your, your company here, is is uh, erectile dysfunction. Um, there's lots of couples that have approached us um, and said, hey, you know, my husband has no problems in the bedroom with me, but when we go to a club, when we go to an event, um, you know, he can't, he has issues performing, and therefore, 
he doesn't want to do this anymore. Um, is that something you've come across? Is that is that normal? What what's your take on that? Oh, it is extremely normal. Um, and and this is you know just like with the STD testing, we we just felt like somebody in the lifestyle who understands how swingers play, which is oftentimes unprotected oral sex, and so emphasis on these oral bacterial infections, which can spread so quickly and be asymptomatic. I really felt the same way about the ED medication world, which is we all understand what erectile dysfunction is, but if you go to your family, let's say you're a, a perfectly healthy, you know, 40 year old man, and you go to your family physician and say, uh, you know, I'm suddenly having some problems in the bedroom, they may, you know, begin to ask some questions about your mental health. Have you been depressed? Are you exercising all of these sorts of things? Because you're sitting there afraid to say, no, I'm rock hard for my wife at home, but when I'm in the orgy <laughs> room and 17 people are watching, <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a different situation. And so we felt like there needed to be a company that was, that was doing ED medications from the lifestyle perspective, completely understanding that erectile dysfunction can be anxiety caused and, and that, that anxiety, you know, even when you feel like a rock star at that club or that party or on that date, even when you feel like a rock star and you feel like the most confident man in the world, that there may be some panic signals that you don't completely recognize inside your body that are uh, making your cock just go to sleep. And, and the ED medications, not always, but oftentimes can help those things. And so that's why we decided to do both the STD medication and the ED medications as well. Yeah. And then it's funny that we, we, we didn't really talk about this, but that conversation you described with the doctor is like the exact conversation I had with my doctor when I went to him. He's like, you're, you're 38 years old. What, this is, you're pretty young to have to, <laughs> to, you know, have to deal with, you know, what's going on. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Just sometimes, you know, it doesn't work. You know, and it, <laughs> and it's a weird, it's a weird conversation to try to have and explain to your doctor without telling him, well, actually, Doc, it's because it's midnight and I've had a few drinks and there's 50 people watching me. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I actually had to encourage you to go. Uh -huh. Like, this is back when you very first started swinging. And I was like, it's a five minute conversation. Just do it. Just do it. You can do this. You can do this. But yeah, yeah. I know it was awful. And you even, like, we've recently now switched to Shameless, but you even recently, when you need refills and stuff, you have to go back and have yeah. more conversations. So Several. it's nice to know you don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. No. <laughs> it, yeah. Or at least you have it through the internet with doctors. And, and I, my understanding is your doctors know, you know, that they're dealing with lifestyle people and that, is that correct? That is correct. We have medical providers in all 50 states and they certainly are aware of, of, you know, what our mission is at Shameless Care, which is to be very sex positive and, and consensual non-monogamy, not just swingers, but people who are polyamorous and things like that as well. But yeah, I mean, everybody's, everybody's on board. So you're not going to be asked any questions that are judgmental or, or make you feel on guard. They certainly have questions when people, you know, purchase the medication, they then have to fill out a medical questionnaire, which is going to ask a lot of of really good questions about your health, because the truth is these medications can be quite dangerous for some men, particularly men on beta blockers or people with um, uncontrolled high blood pressure, those sorts of things. So, you know, that's another thing with the lifestyle too, is that I just got tired of seeing men buying bootleg, you know, drugs from over the internet um, because 
as I just said, these drugs really can be dangerous for some men. And so they're prescription drugs in the United States for a very good reason. And, and so that health information and having a physician understand what other medications you might be on and your heart health and things like that are, are just absolutely critically important. Yeah. And I, you know, I think another thing I've seen at some of these parties and events is, you know, one person doesn't want to go to and have a conversation with their doctor and somebody, you know, maybe somebody that's a little older does and has. So, you you, you know, sometimes you'll say, well, just take one of mine, you know, like here's some of my, you know, whatever. And that, that can be dangerous, too, if if like what you're saying, there's underlying issues that that person doesn't know about. You know, what I mean, that can be a dangerous practice. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And and even more so when you're talking about some of these um, illegal or you know, imported, imported drugs, they might be legal in their country, but not after somebody imports them into the United States. We, we were one time on the beach in Jamaica and it's a really funny story. And, and other people who have been to the resorts there, Jamaica probably will recognize this. My wife and I are walking down the beach and this guy walks up local, local man, and he's got on what must be 20 straw hats, like all in a stack, look like a chimney <laughs> on top oh. of his head. And he first asked if we would like to buy a hat. I said, no, 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 thank you. Well, he was also carrying a live crab. And he then asked if we wanted to buy the crab. Well, no, no, thanks. We're actually staying at an all-inclusive resort. I, I don't know what we would do with the crab. And then he immediately transitioned to Molly. And when we turned down Molly, he then transitioned to Viagra. So he was a man with many things to sell. Um, but it, it made me a little bit sad for people in the lifestyle who may be resorting to that sort of thing for buying ED medications because they can be dangerous even when formulated properly for people who, who, who shouldn't qualify for a prescription, but more so, you know, people who are making illegal <laughs> drugs in makeshift labs in developing nations neither care for your sexual health or your health in general. And um, you may get a dose that has so much active ingredient that you get a splitting headache or could be dangerous. You may get something that's completely underdosed and doesn't work at all. And some of these drugs have things like drywall gypsum as filler and house paint as coatings. Like you really want to be buying these drugs through a prescription, an FDA approved drug manufacturer and physician or excuse me, and pharmacist. That's really the way to go. And with these generic drugs now, they're so inexpensive that there's absolutely no reason to resort to some of these silly things that I think some some men do. So we've actually seen that exact man that you're talking about. <laughs> we went to Hito in October and literally we know exactly. I think he offered a smolly and he had a crab as well. I don't know if he had the straw hats. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see straw hats, but, <laughs> but he other than that, it was the exact same thing. He definitely story, yeah. had a crab. He had a backpack full of drugs, and he was offering us everything under the sun that we wanted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like if I would have just stood there and talked to him long enough, he just would have come up with more things for me to buy, I think. <laughs> I think so, too. A hundred percent. Yeah. So I guess the, the question for, for you is, for shameless care, you know, why go to shameless care as opposed to go talk to your, your doctor? I mean, what's... What's the benefits of, of you guys versus other places? Why you and not some of the other online uh, STD tests that are out there? Um, can you answer some of that for everybody? I think that's a question we get a lot. No, oh, absolutely. I mean, if let's talk about the STD tests for a minute. The, the STD tests that we offer are at-home STD tests. So these are like blood splatter, urine collection, throat swabs, things like that that are that are shipped to your home. You do the collection at home and then... And then a prepage 
prepaid shipping label back to the lab. So that's not inexpensive. I mean, if you think about an HIV test, for example, that is a physical object that's being mailed to your home um, that you do a, a collection on and then mailed back to the lab. So that alone tells you that it's probably not going to be terribly inexpensive. They're shipping both ways and things like that. So to be honest with you, what I would really like people to do is go to shamelesscare.com download the guidebook on STIs, which is available for free on the website, written by an MD and, and some other members from our team. That's going to teach them an awful lot about STIs and STDs. And that same, means the same thing, just different, different ways of describing the same thing. Um, that's going to teach them an awful lot. And then we also have a um, little widget on our website where people can go through and enter in their, their non-monogamy play practices and the play practices of their partners. Sometimes you don't know your partner's play practices, but you can kind of guess. And it, and it recommends a, a ongoing STI monitoring program. And I think that's a really important distinction is the difference between an STI panel, which is like a snapshot in time versus a year-long continuous monitoring program where, you know, it may recommend four gonorrhea and chlamydia oral swabs per year. You would then do one every three months. But, you know, the last thing we want people to do is to look at that resource and say, wow, that's, that's a lot of money. I'm just going to go back to doing what I was doing, which was nothing. <laughs> or, or, you know, STI testing can be one of those things that we all say we do, but we don't really quite do it as often as we should because we kind of forget about it. And so, we certainly recommend that people either buy those packages or take a screenshot of it, take a screenshot of the recommendations. And then that way, whenever you go back to your regular doctor, you can fight for what you need and what you want. And you can, you can take back control. And if you find that there's some things you need that you just can't get from your doctor, then you can just order those individual tests from us as well, if you want to. So our thing is we just want people to get tested whether that's from their doctor or from us, but we want people to get tested in a really comprehensive and thoughtful manner. And so that's, that's really what I would say about the testing. As far as the ED medications, the ED medication pricing includes the doctor's consultation. It includes shipping. It includes taxes, all that kind of stuff. And it's in my mind, very inexpensive. And so if you don't mind going to your doctor and having that conversation and you know, spending a half a day driving to the doctor's office, waiting in the waiting room with all the sick people and then having that awkward conversation and and then driving to Walgreens or wherever and waiting another line. If you if you if you want to do that, fine. But you can also in probably about 10 minutes get through the entire process with Shameless and have medication delivered to your home every every three months. So um, that's really up to the individual. But we're here as a resource and. We're, we're sex positive at its core. We try to educate people about the lifestyle and, and just generally make them feel better and not worse about their about their life choices. Yeah. And I, you know, we were talking earlier and I, you, you mentioned something that that swingers almost need to look at this, you know, when you talk about the, the constant monitoring in more of a way that like um, porn stars or, you know, people that are engaging in high risk, not, not high risk, sex, but engaging in sex on a regular basis, you know, there are ways to, to test yourself and you shouldn't be ashamed of that. And it's, it's the right thing to do. Right. And I think that's a new concept for people. 
I think so too. Um, so, you know, having, especially, you know, let's, let's talk about HIV for a minute. So a lot of people are extremely concerned about HIV and, and HIV is a, a quite serious virus as all of us know, especially all of us who, who had public education in the eighties and nineties know that very, very well. That was probably most of our sexual education growing up. But I think people often dramatically overestimate how likely they are to contract HIV and dramatically underestimate how easy it is to contract some of these, you know, bacterial infections. So um, the CDC, for example, estimates that if 10,000 women had un, and I think that's key, unprotected sex with 10,000 HIV positive men. So just imagine 10,000 couples <laughs> they've never met before, but here's 10,000 women and 10,000 men, all the men have HIV, none of the women do, and they're about to have sex without a condom. That eight of those women, eight out of the 10,000 would contract HIV. Now, that doesn't mean none of us should care about HIV, but if you think about your typical swinger who's always using a condom, then that number decreases you know, exponentially from there. Um, and, and so we're all concerned about HIV, but it's not nearly as likely to contract as most of, most of us think. But meanwhile, you know, a lot of us are enjoying unprotected um, oral sex quite often throughout the year if we're so lucky. And, and so, yeah, getting tested for those things multiple times per year is, is really quite important, I think. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's a valid, you know. You know, and we, you talked about this before, understanding the way that swingers engage in sex and when and when they don't use protection and when and when they don't use it in what way. And then tailoring a testing re regime that's that's focused on the high, you know, what the risks are. I think it's just a smart way, a smarter way of doing it. Um, and, you know, in, it, it blows my mind kind of what you said is that two people can go to a doctor, ask for an STI panel or an STD panel and get completely different tests. And, yeah. and have no idea, you know, what those tests are. All they know is they got a text and said, yeah, we did your STD test and they're negative. Um, and th they don't really fully understand what tests they were given or, or what, you know, what reasoning was behind the test they were given. You know, that that is I think that's it should be a wake up call for all of us in the community that that, that that's what's going on out there. No, I, I just think that people ultimately, and I think reading that guidebook that we've created will be will be helpful to that. I, th I think if people want to have that safe sex talk the STD testing talk that that one way to do that would be to to learn enough about your own testing that you can um, explain what infections, what diseases you have been tested for, and also what collection methods were used. Um, gonorrhea and chlamydia, for example, that should be, and for almost everybody, an oral swab as well as urine collection. So there's multiple infections, multiple diseases, and also different parts of the body to be tested in, in, in many cases. And um, I just think that's a much more thoughtful conversation to have than, you know, I got the works from Dr. Smith on the corner, <laughs> which, which may be completely different than the works that, you know, Sandy Johnson's prescribed from the hospital. Like those just may be two completely different tests and that's not anyone's fault in particular. And, and those, those people in the lifestyle did the best they could by going to the doctor and having that awkward conversation. But, but the truth is, I think it's 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 going to require all of us to learn a little bit more about this, um, and and just kind of take a little bit of control away from those physicians. Not not take control away from those physicians, but but go to those appointments armed with exactly what it is that you feel like you need. 
Yeah. No, I think that's, you know, one, I appreciate you having this conversation with us because this is, you know, we've learned so much um, from this. And then two, you know, for everybody that listens to this podcast, you know, take note of this, go check out the shameless's website, you know, read those, the, the information that they have, because if, you know, if you don't do it, then nobody else is going to, right. And it's your body, you know, and, and I think, you know, and I, I've read a lot of the literature on your website, but this kind of idea of we're a community, you know, we're friends, like the right thing to do is protect your friends and, and do the right thing. I think that's a, it's a good message for all of us. Absolutely. Um, okay. So if people want to, to find you and, and, and find your, your resources, uh, what's the best way to do that? And then in addition to that, is there anything you would like to tell? So a lot of the people we get on our podcast are newer to the lifestyle. Uh, they're considering the lifestyle. Um, so, you know, if you have any words of wisdom, um, for them, you know, it could be, you know, health reasons or, or just in general, um, is there anything like that you'd like to put out? Sure. Well, I, I think anyone who, um, who who's listening to this should should certainly go to the website, use coupon code TSN. So we know that you heard about it on this website because, of course, we're working feverishly on our end to try to get everybody to know about the company and, and to learn these things. I, I'm sure that there are a lot of people listening right now. This is the first time they've, they've heard of throat swabs, for example. So we're trying to get a sense of what channels and things like that are working. So please do use coupon code TSN. That'll actually get you $30 off your first order of the ED medications or the STD testing. Um, so that's one thing I think is really important. And you can certainly contact us through the website if you want to. Um, we respond pretty close to 24 hours a day. We're really passionate about this the same way that Almost everybody in the lifestyle is, is passionate about the lifestyle. It's not just a job for us. Um, but, you know, the last thing I would say is, you know, look, a lot of people are concerned about STDs, but, you know, life is really short. And I don't think anybody when they're in hospice care, for example, looks back on their life and says, well, I was too afraid to do what I really wanted, but at least I never got gonorrhea. <laughs> yeah you know live your life live your life live it on your terms you know tr don't be afraid of what other people are going to think don't be afraid of some of these things that just really don't matter and that you're not going to care about in the end and um, you know everyone has their own decisions to make but if you decide to be non-monogamous we certainly think that's great and we think that you'll have a great time and we just want you to be healthy. And we know that you will be healthy if you take control of the situation and, and, and learn to protect yourself and your friends. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's great advice. You know, me and, you know, me and Lacey, when we got on TikTok and we started this podcast, our, our mission has always been to kind of destigmatize, you know, the lifestyle in general and show that, you know, swingers and lifestyle people are just, you know, like you said, your neighbors, your cops, your lawyers, your doctor, you know, they're your friends. You have lifestyle friends, whether you know it or not, I guarantee it. Right. Um, and, you know, and I think your mission kind of has become destigmatizing STDs and, you know, destigmatizing all of that. Right. And I think you're right. that There's this big fear of STDs there and STIs. Is. It's the number one question we get every time we go on any platform uh, publicly. Uh, you know, we get hammered with those questions. And to, you know, understand what those the, the risks are, understand what those diseases are and how they're treated. And like you said, you know, 
you have a life to live. If you're going to, you know, I don't think anybody of us would never go out of fear of getting a cold or getting, you know, all these other things. This is just another disease. Um, the majority of it for the majority of people is treatable. Um, so just understand what you're doing and get tested the right way. And then if you do encounter one, get treated for it. And I, I think it's, it's pretty simple. Um, but I definitely do think that there's this big, stigma or misconception that people have, you know, the idea if they catch one of these, they're going to die. Um, so I think, you know, your mission and, and, you know, is kind of, it's needed in this space because I, I don't agree. think even lifestyle people fully understand it, but yeah. I think it's really needed in, in, in the world, in America, you know, that, that I don't think everybody really understands. Like you said, we've kind of all been taught the scare at least, tactics, at least, at least our generation, right? Just be <laughs> yeah. afraid and, and, you know, make sure you're covered in latex every time you do anything. <laughs> um, you know, so I, I think I, I appreciate what you're doing, and I think it, it lines up nicely with what we're trying to do. Thank you. Well, I appreciate you too very much as well. You know, the lifestyle really needs people who are who are the faces of the lifestyle and and can spread these messages. I mean, with with the companies that I run, um, my companies are it's about the it's about the the customer, right? Like I I want people to live amazing lives. I want them to go to Shameless or, or whatever get tested so that they feel even more confident or get ED medication. So they're, so they're have a little bit better performance in, in the bedroom and they feel like a rock star and, and that sort of thing. But, but that's not about me. That's about them. But the lifestyle also needs people who are out front as representatives of the lifestyle in an extremely positive way. And you two have hit an absolute home run with that. So it's a real pleasure to work with you. And it's also a pleasure to be on your podcast. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we appreciate that. And uh, if if there's young swingers in the Chicago area, they should go check out uh, what what club? It's called Young Couples Party. Youngcouplesparty.com. Okay, so go go check out Robert and his and his group. Sounds like there's a, a lot of young hot swingers in Chicago. We might have to take a trip to Chicago sometime. I I've think. never been to Chicago. Yeah, the Windy City. Yeah, um, let's and, do and it. Go, go, go. <laughs> I don't know if we're. We better do it quick, Bill, before we get out of the young swingers yeah. category. <laughs> we're 38. We're pushing it to yeah. what's, what's the cap for that? Time goes on. <laughs> yeah. you, might have to, you might have to start a uh, mid, mid-age swingers group for us uh, pretty here, pretty quick. I think, yeah, I think that's covered everywhere else. That's what I tell people. It's like, <laughs> like, yeah. it's like look, I mean, I, I'm the one checking all of these IDs. So, I, you know, I'm seeing a lot of 1997 birth dates, 1998 oh. birth dates like that and it's like i feel comfortable at my own place from the standpoint of i'm working and i'm i'm helping people have a great experience but as far as like trying to actually get laid i feel much more comfortable at other places now right so yeah yeah um, that's one of the really cool things about the lifestyle is you know i'm sure there's a point of diminishing return but for the most part the older you get the more opportunities you have and and that's that's one of the really cool things about it yeah, absolutely. Well, if you got, do you have anything else to put out to the the group of Swing Nation listeners out there? Any last parting words of wisdom? No, I would just keep encouraging everybody to have a great time and and enjoy their life. All right, that's that's a, it's good good words to end on. So I think with that, guys, in a world full of apples, be the pineapple. Be the pineapple, guys. Bye. Bye. If you've enjoyed our podcast and want to support us, leave a five-star review wherever you're listening. If you want to see more of our content, you can find links to Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, OnlyFans, and more in the show notes. Come join the conversation with us and other Swinger content creators on our Swinger Society Discord server. If you have questions or feedback, 
email them to us at theswingnation at gmail.com. Make sure you head on over to theswingnation.net and keep up to date on all things Swing Nation. We thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye.